Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Adams, mindset coach, entrepreneur, and manifestation enthusiast. I am obsessed with supporting you in living the life of your dreams. Each week, I'll be providing you with a quick bite of mind food so you can live the life that you were put on this planet to live. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to an exciting episode of the Mindful Babes podcast. I'm so jazzed for today. This is a unique episode. This is something that I haven't done yet. And I was thinking about it. I was like, you know, in all the podcast episodes I've recorded in the two years that the podcast has been in existence, why have I not thought it really hasn't even been a thought, you know, thought to have this type of episode, have this type of interview. So I have my partner, Ryan, my boyfriend on the podcast today, and we're going to be giving an inside candid look into our relationship. And I'm really going to give Ryan the place to speak and share, because I know that if you've been in my world, you've heard it from my perspective, you know, a little bit more about our story, the dynamics of our relationship. And I thought it'd be so fun to hear from Ryan's point of view. So really excited for that. And before we dive in, I want to remind you that enrollment for this round of fall in love for the summer round of fall in love is closing very, very soon. Fall in love is my group coaching experience for women who are really ready to go all in on themselves, really heal from the past, focus on self-love, focus on preparing the space and learning tools to attract the relationship relationship of their dreams. We already have women inside who are ready to dive in, ready to support you, ready to be in sisterhood with you. And I'm ready for you. Would love to have you join and really have you take advantage of this round. Future rounds are not guaranteed. And I want you to have the best summer of your life. Wouldn't you say it's about time that you went all in on you? So in the show notes, you will see the link. You can read all about fall in love testimonials from our grads, and you can also see next steps to secure your spot. Spots are limited and they are filling up fast. And as always, please reach out to me on Instagram at the mindful babe. If you have any questions around, is this the right fit for you? Is this the best next step in your journey? I'd love to talk it through with you and we can see what would be a best fit. Okay, let's dive in to today's episode. Babe. Hi. <laughs> welcome. Thank, Thank you for you. being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm really excited for today. I was thinking, you know, as a coach who supports women with attracting the relationship of their dreams, I want people to have an inside look around, you know, my experience and the person I'm in relationship with. And I thought, what a great opportunity for you to have, for you to come on the podcast. And you're actually the second male to join, mm. not the first. <laughs> <laughs> we had Aaron Freeman on um, Meet the Freemans. They are incredible relationship coaches, Jocelyn and Aaron. They came on and he actually dubbed the title of first male on the podcast. That's, okay. the- <laughs> That's all right. You're he's, the a, second. he's a great guy. 
Yeah. <laughs> so divine timing. Um, so I, I really like talking about our relationship. Like when people ask about us, it makes me excited. It's, I was just telling my friend the other night, like this is, it feel our relationship feels really solid. Like it's mm-hmm. always felt solid. It doesn't mean that we don't have challenges and, you know, tough conversations and stuff like that. But before you, I had never experienced like the, like a relationship being solid. Mm-hmm. It was the stress. It was a source of anxiety or worry, or this might disappear or, oh my gosh, like, are we okay? And I don't, mm-hmm. it, it's, incredible what a solid, healthy relationship opens up because it's like, I don't have to spend my energy worrying about us. And that's my vision for all women. So, I mean, would you agree? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I love our relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think what's really important is how the relationship came to be because it was very conscious. It wasn't just like, Hey, you're here. I'm here. Like let's date. Like Mm. it was very conscious. (laughs) So, um, you know, I've shared definitely how, how you pursued me and what that looked like. And I'd love for you to share with those listening, you know, what was your experience of pursuing me? Like, how did you know that you wanted to pursue me? I mean, it really was like a gut feeling, like, as I've shared with you before, like, when I met you, like every cell in my body was like vibrating, zinging. Like it was like, God struck me with lightning. Like, like it, it, it was so powerful that I was like, I have to listen to this. I have to pay attention to this. Like there's something here because it was early on. And I, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent sure yet if I was like, okay, like, do like at that point, like, do I, do I want to go full on and pursuing her? But then as time passed and I thought about it and we started connecting more, I really was like, wow, like she's a really amazing woman. I want to pursue her. Like our values really aligned and it just, I'm very much, I make a lot of decisions off of like my gut and my like feeling towards things. And um, I just had a really great feeling about what could be possible between us and uh, listened to that and flew across the country a few times. And <laughs> here we are in Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that for me, that's how I was able to open up and trust you fast because that decisiveness is like mm-hmm. what I needed. And I think that's missing from, you know, a lot of men, honestly, is like, they're not really sure. And that's okay if it's like, hey, let's open it up and explore. But I just really could sense in your energy that it was something you had thought about. And like, just your certainty around pursuing me made me more open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that, that the woman has, she doesn't have a hundred percent, not even close to hundred percent responsibility in like how like committed the man is like to pursuing her. Yeah. But because I knew that number one, you valued yourself, like, and you like do the work and you're beautiful. Like I knew that I was like, if I don't pursue this woman, like full force, (laughs) obviously being sensitive to like what you're comfortable with and things like that, like that's super important, um, that she's going to be taken off the market. 
And so I just, I knew that. And so in my mind, I was like, there's no space here not to be like a thousand percent committed towards like pursuing this woman, dating her and like seeing what's possible. And I had like all of my energy. And then of course there's always that small part that's like, okay, be unattached. Cause you don't want to be like disappointed, but that was like, maybe like an atom in the world of matter. Like it was just like a very small, cause I was just like, every part of my being was like, I'm dating her. Like this is happening. She's going to be my partner. Like she's my woman. Like this is happening. Wow. So yeah, it just, I don't know, like a force took over me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was in that place. I had done so much work on myself that I had that same feeling of if it's not him, like someone's going to take me off the market. I just had this feeling of knowing that the person was around the corner and I felt no scarcity around it. And that is a feeling a lot of clients have had that they've shared with me right before they get into a relationship. It's this knowing of like, he's around the corner, you know, non-attachment to if it doesn't work out with him, it's someone else. And that's really where I was at. And I want to ask you, babe, because you said that you could tell that I valued myself. How could you tell? How'd you know? I think it was just the way that you carried yourself. You were at the place where you were like starting your business. And that's a big reflection of somebody who like has a dream, any Mm. any dream, like if they're going after it in me, you can tell that they value themselves or they've built up that value for themselves over time. And that's really attractive to me. And it, it really aligns with like my values for an ideal partner, Mm. somebody who's going after her dream, somebody who is living her best life, somebody who uh, loves herself and, and works on herself. Mm. And you were in alignment with all of that. Mm. Yeah. And still. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That, and that's, What's really key is that that's who I was no matter what. It's not like I did all those things to pass the time by until I met somebody. It's like, those were decisions that I made for my life as a single woman, trusting that at the right time, there would be a person to share that with. But I really did full force go after my dreams. And that's something that I encourage women to do because the right partner will rise and, and meet you. So Mm -hmm. And if I could, I feel like, uh, let me know if, if you agree here, I feel like something that a lot of women struggle with is the faith around like, will I attract a man who's in alignment with my core, core values. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're really aligned to your core values and you honor your core values, it kind of has to happen. Yeah. Like it has to happen that way if you're truly honoring those core values. So I just wanted to speak into that. Yeah. What would you say for someone who's like, they like what you're saying, but they don't know what their core values are? I would say it's easier than you think to discover your core values. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was contemplating my purpose in life and I was thinking about my purpose and I, I discovered it by literally sitting down at my desk with a pen and a piece of paper and asking myself, what is my purpose? And I'm just going to trust the first thing that comes through. 
Mm. And I wrote down my purpose. Like what came through was to help people create fulfillment because that's what fulfills me the most. Mm. And I was like, yeah, that seems like, that seems <laughs> that <works>. accurate. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that if you reflect on your values and you ask yourself the questions, because most people don't slow down and take the time to ask themselves the questions. They, they're so busy. They're just going through their life. And when you make that space, it's an act of self-love. It's an act of self of honoring yourself. It's deepening your relationship with yourself. And in doing that, that also creates space for you to attract the partner of your dreams and be your best in the relationship once it manifests. But just asking yourself those questions, what do I value? What's important to me? What matters to me? And journaling on that and you can connect with and discover your core values. Yeah, that's powerful. And yeah, super important. What would you say? How would you describe your experience of pursuing me? Like once I shared that I was open for that, what was your experience after that point? My experience of pursuing <laughs> you was you kicked back in a recliner, <laughs> ready and relaxed for whatever adventure I wanted to bring you on. And so, uh, I mean, you know, I was living in Ohio kind of at the nomadic stage at the time, traveling back and forth between, you know, trainings and things like that in San Diego. And you lived in San Diego at the time. And so I, I like every time I went out there, I took you on a date. And so I think my experience was just being clear on my intention and what I want to create and also being in tune with and being sensitive to you. And I, I, I just wanted to create the best experience possible for you. That's really what my experience was. I wanted to make, create the best possible experience for you. Um, you were willing to like shake the boat early on and ask any questions that could have been deal breakers for you. For example, like long distance and things yeah. like that. And we sorted that out really early on and you just were open, honest and unattached mm -hmm. and just like, Truly, I think one of the things that evoked my passion to pursue you at the level that I did was because I sensed that unattached and that openness. And like you said, I'm like, oh, she's, she's available and she's actually unattached mm -hmm. as well, Yeah, which really increased attractiveness. Mm, thank you. Yeah. From my perspective, it was like, I had my vision for my business and I had just left my corporate job, like just took the leap to go full-time in my business. So I was at a place where it was like, nothing could get in the way, nothing could detract, nothing could get in between me and making my vision happen. So I was really clear early on. I was like, I'm open to a partner, but only if this is going to support me in living my best life. And so I had to make sure that, you know, mm -hmm. up front and it really, it wasn't about the things you said. It was the actions you took that had me be like, oh, okay, this person is, you know, going to be there on the ride with me. I mean, you also being very successful in your career, you know, your, um, as an entrepreneur as well. And you've, you know, had your business for, I think like five years at that point. And so that was what I really needed was a man who was in his vision and in his purpose. And I feel like when you can attract a partner who is 
in their purpose, they know what they want out of life, then it's really easier for them to give you the space and support for you to know mm-hmm. what you want out of life. What would you say about, you know, a man who maybe isn't clear on his purpose yet? What does that look like? And what, what do you mean by that? Just like in dating, like, you know, like, would you say that that is a concern or is there like, let's say like a woman attracts a man who, you know, he says like, oh, I'm not really sure what I want to do with my life or, oh, I want to change careers, but I don't know what, or, you know, he's on that path. Like, do you think that that's a good time to date? Like, yeah, I think there's multiple answers to that question. And your audience is definitely women who are successful and are into personal development. And so I think that for them, you know, attracting or being even pursued by a man who isn't clear on his purpose would probably be a complete nightmare. Yeah. Like, (laughs) (laughs) because it, a man who isn't grounded and clear on his purpose is an uncertain man. Yeah. And an uncertain man in a relationship is inconsistent and unreliable and wishy-washy. And that can create a lot of anxiety yeah. for women. Now, it also depends on the type of woman as well. Like I'll give the overall answer too. If a woman doesn't really have the point of view of like purpose is that important, then that could be the dream relationship for that right. type of woman. But for it, it all comes back down to what do you value? Mm-hmm. And you want to attract a partner that's in alignment with your values and you're worthy of attracting a partner that's in alignment with your values. Mm-hmm. That's really, that's a really great point. And yeah, it all comes, see, it always comes back to your values and there's a match for everyone. I believe there's many, many matches, many soulmates for everyone that, you know, you are not asking for too much. It's never about, oh, should I ask for less? Like, should I not be picky about this thing or that thing? It's about focusing on what you want and trusting that there will be that person for you at the perfect time. It does all come to value. So it's such a great point. And I want to talk about the moment you asked me to be your girlfriend, because my experience was that it was a very like conscious moment. It was something that you had really thought of. There were even some points admittedly where, you know, you, we had talked about being exclusive and then Mm -hmm. I, you know, was like, okay, I don't want to be in a limbo where it's like, we're exclusive and we're not in a relationship yet. And I shared that with you and you just for you very, you very much stood in your truth around that. And Mm -hmm. it it was a a really big deal for you. So, I mean, can you share a little bit more about some of the things you made sure of before asking for that? Of course. And You know, it's interesting because from the beginning of pursuing you, I was clear, like, okay, like we're headed to this place. Like I was clear about that. And I wanted to be really intentional about how we chose to create the relationship. And I wanted to feel like it was the perfect time to create that too. And so I had my, it was funny because the night that I asked you to be my girlfriend, I was already clear earlier on in the day that at dinner, I was going to ask you to be my girlfriend. 
And <laughs> on our way to dinner, you were like, you were asking me questions about like, when are you like, can, when are you going to ask? Like, or when are we going to get to that stage? You were frustrated, mm-hmm. you know? And I, and I was like, I was like in my head, I'm like, be patient, you know? Cause I wasn't, I didn't want to ruin the moment and be like, be like, I'm going to ask you at dinner, you know? And so we cleared things out and I like really shared with you that I wanted it to be really intentional. Yeah. And the question that I asked you before, before we, I, you know, asked the question of, will you be my girlfriend? I asked, what's your vision for our relationship and what do you want to create? Mm-hmm. And I was very intentional of like laying out the foundation. You, you, you can't really build much on a foundation of sand, but you can build skyscrapers on foundations of steel. So I want to make sure we are really entering the relationship from a powerful, strong foundation. And I, you shared your vision. I shared my vision and I really wanted to make sure that they aligned and that we yeah. could bring what we wanted to bring to one another and create something beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, we, we talked about that and I asked you to be my girlfriend and it was a beautiful moment and just yeah. felt really peaceful and nice and yeah. perfect time, like the perfect moment at the perfect time. It was in uh, that, what was that restaurant called in Mojia? Um, Piotti. Piotti, yeah. It was really good. It was like a really romantic scene because they have an out, this is pre-COVID, they had an outdoor, which I guess this wouldn't matter, but it was like an <laughs> outdoor area and there's like really big trees and it feels like you're in... Europe, like somewhere yeah. in Europe and there's like lights that are up and it was special, but yeah, I did feel frustrated because, you know, there, and there's that part of my ego that was like, is this guy just trying to take me off the market, but he's not going to commit. commit. Yeah. And in my heart, I knew that wasn't true, but yeah, that was something that was a fear because I think the deeper we get in, there's always that fear of, loss, that fear of abandonment. And, you know, sometimes you just want to shield your heart before you really know. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that I've always valued about us. is just those really honest conversations like Mm -hmm. upfront. And it really had me grow and ask questions that I had to be prepared. Like I may get an answer that that I don't like. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I got to come back to my core values. I would like to flip the script and ask you a question. Okay. Because I am aware that when a, when a woman's being pursued by somebody that could be her match, Mm -hmm. that a lot of her stuff comes up, her fears, her insecurities, her anxiety, her ego conversations. And so what was your experience of like really having those conversations? Like what, what conversations did you have internally in terms of your Mm -hmm. self-talk and how did you overcome those? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I hadn't had a healthy relationship and that's a really great point, babe. It's like a relationship is going to force you to look at things and heal things. And this happens in the process of dating. This happens in the relationship. So sometimes there's this belief of like, Oh, I have to do all this healing on my own. And then when I meet that person, it's just going to be like a smooth ride, but it does bring up so much. And there were fears that I had, um, 
And I think too, like, because I had been in a three month relationship before that, Mm -hmm. and that was coming off the back end of being single for three years. Mm -hmm. So that relationship, you know, didn't work out. We weren't compatible. And I met you very soon after it was like two months later, we were dating. And so Mm -hmm. my old mindset, my ego wanted to be like, no, there needs to be more struggle. Like it Mm -hmm. it shouldn't have happened this quickly. And even though I knew that I deserved that there's It's just, I had had for 28 years, so much struggle and anxiety and inconsistency in relationships. So it was one of those things where I was like, is this really here? Like, is this Mm. all it can be? And like, even my ego sometimes too was like, well, if we can make it through this thing, then he's my person. And so I think almost like, I think sometimes I even maybe did try to push you away, Mm -hmm. like as a form of protection, Mm -hmm. um, which really it's like when you never worked, (laughs) you're still here. (laughs) Couldn't get rid of them. Yeah. And that's what I always say is like, when you, the, the person for you, you can't get it wrong. And so the person for you, you're going to be able to be really raw, really vulnerable, do things that you may be like, why did I do that later on? And your person will stick around and fight for you, not in the way of like, they're chasing you, but they will take a stand for you and what they see possible. And Mm -hmm. that's really what I felt happen. And our relationship in the beginning and always it's provided a lot of healing for me because I hadn't, this is the first this was the first healthy relationship that I've ever Mm -hmm. experienced. Mm -hmm. And I do want to share a moment that I remember that keeps popping in my mind that I think will be really valuable for the ladies listening. And that was when at a certain point when I was, I think it was like after I took you on, I think maybe we went on like two or three dates and I went back to Ohio and I was, I told you I was going to be coming back to San Diego, but I didn't, give you like a date. I didn't give you that clarity. And, uh, I was in Ohio and you probably had some stuff coming up, you know, of like, well, is he coming back? Like, where are we going? And I unconsciously, it was a mistake on my part. I mean, mistake might be kind of a big word, but it was a miss on my part where like, I didn't create that certainty of like, Hey, this is the date that I'm going to be back. I was just kind of like, Hey, the next time I'm in town, I want to take you on a date. Mm -hmm. And I remember you asking me and owning your voice. Like, and you asked, you said, when are you like, you said that you are going to be coming back, but you never gave me a date. And this is creating a lot of uncertainty for me. And I don't know where this is going. Like, when are you coming back? Like, Mm -hmm. do you have a plane ticket, you know? And, and that, I I feel like a lot of women experience things in the dating journey that might rub them the wrong way or might create some, some uncertainty and, Mm -hmm. or the dating process that the man has in his mind doesn't match up with yours, you know? And so I just remembered what I respected so much when you owned your voice with me and when you shared that with me and it inspired me and motivated me even more to like, to be my best. Cause I was like, wow, this is a woman that's not going to settle for like any sense of mediocrity. Like I get to be my best. And that inspired me. And I feel like that's the difference between, and I'm not like, you're like, 
I'm a high quality man. (laughs) Like, but I feel like that's a difference between a a high quality man who's going to value you and who's really going to treat you with respect and who's up to big things. And like a low quality man who is going to flake and who is just in for the sex and Mm -hmm. just, you know, essentially is not reliable or will end up entering a relationship with you that ends up flopping. Yeah. And so I really am a huge fan of like, if you're going to shake, don't be afraid to shake the boat. You can't mess it up with your person. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like my experience in that was I saw the investment and energy and the energy exchange we were in where you were reaching out every day, like in morning, Mm -hmm. you were asking to talk on the phone and like, I wasn't comfortable with giving that much time and opening my schedule to that extent without knowing that we were, you like when you were coming back and that's the thing women get into a pen pal situation. Mm. And I was like, this doesn't feel good. And I'm feeling like I was getting to the point where I knew I liked you, but I was like getting annoyed with you (laughs) reaching out and just like not having a plan. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this doesn't feel good. This like long, cause I was clear. I didn't want long distance. Mm-hmm. And I shared that with you and you said, that's not a problem. I'm going to be between Ohio and San Diego. So that was a breakthrough for me. I think, you know, the people pleasing part of me, like wanted to be like, Hey, and, and yeah. I did. And I was always very nice. And the way I brought very it up respectful. was like very nice. And it's just kind of like, Hey, you mentioned you were going to come back. Like, when are you coming back? And it was really me. Like, I wanted to know that we were going to build something real and like, Mm -hmm. it makes it easier for me if I knew that you were, you know, going to take the action that you said, which the moment, and that's the thing, it could have been really easy for me to make up all these stories about you and be like, yep. Like he's just wasting my time. He's not ready. But I was like, hold up, like, let me just own my voice and like speak my truth. And that's such a breakthrough for so many women. I highly encourage that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it, it creates a dynamic of respect and, you know, really what a true relationship can be if two people are being honest and from that place, you can really create an authentic, long-lasting relationship that's rooted in love. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So what would you say, babe, contributes to us having a strong relationship? We've been together for about two years now. Mm-hmm. I know not officially. But <laughs> in July, about- July, two years. Yeah, but I mean, we've been dating or like we were yeah. very well dating at this point two years mm-hmm. ago. So our relationship being strong, what are some of the things that you think creates that mm-hmm. today? I think that we both, we both value having a quality relationship and we know it's something that you that we build Mm -hmm. and i don't know why but i've just always had i've always believed in like the potential of an incredible relationship and there's just something in my heart and in my being that i can speak for myself and know that like i bring of like i really value i'm clear on like what i value in a relationship like peace connection love that i know that if we really, you know, do everything that we can to make this the best possible, that it will be something that serves us for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're like putting those, those, gra- those roots in now. Yeah. And so that's what I can speak to from, from myself. The other thing is, I think this is a big aspect is 
we both, we've done a lot of transformational work. We're both coaches. And so we understand and get the power of personal responsibility. And so when a breakdown happens or when we, uh, you know, upset one another and, or one of us gets upset, we talk about it and we take responsibility for our side of the street. And we know that, you know, sometimes there's an issue that I create. Sometimes there's an issue that you create. Sometimes we both create issues at the same time. Mm-hmm. And what matters is that we have an equal commit, equal commitment to resolving them. Yeah. And we resolve them fast, mm-hmm. like very fast. Like, I don't think there's ever been a breakdown that has been longer than 45 minutes like that I can recall or think of like that's at the longest yeah a lot of times I would say on average we probably resolve it within 30 minutes like 15 to 30 minutes if not right in the moment yeah which is like huge yeah a pattern that I used to have because I had emotionally unavailable partners was like you know, not owning my voice or being hurt by something they did. And instead I would like withdraw and I would want to be chased. That's also my attachment style is anxious avoidant. And so that's what I started doing in our relationships, our relationship. One relationship was I would be passive aggressive, which Mm -hmm. became, that was a really big challenge in our relationship. I wouldn't, it didn't come naturally to me to like speak my voice and know that I would still be loved. So instead of saying, Hey babe, can you like do the dishes or whatever? I would hold it in and just get really like resentful, be sarcastic or not even sarcastic, but just really passive aggressive. And it was like, I was suffering inside. And so, you know, working with Bethany, the healer psychic who I see every single month, we work on my chakras. And for a long time, my throat chakra was Mm. closed Mm -hmm. and through our work and through me owning my voice with you and us, like, because there was a time where it wasn't 45 minutes, like it would take even a Mm. little longer because Mm. I wasn't, I didn't own my voice right then. So when we let stuff bubble up and then we get passive aggressive, we still have to unpack it. And so Mm -hmm. that's been a really big win for me. And like my healing is being able to be really honest and us talk about things in the moment. So just want to say that I'm proud of myself for that. I'm I'm proud of you for that. That's huge. I was surprised by the change that you created with that. Cause that's something that you shared with me was, and I was like, I, I was, and I, you know, I've been coached and trained on like be direct, be kind, but be direct. And, um, we're direct with each other Yeah. and, you know, you've given, and you know, like you've given me feedback at times of like, one of my triggers is like raising my voice when I'm upset and like that triggers you. And so it's like, okay, like I'm going to work on that, you know? And you, you, like you mentioned, like with being passive aggressive and like, that's something that I brought to your attention. I don't think you were fully aware of it. And yeah. I brought this to your attention and shared with you how it was pushing me away Yeah, and not in the way of like, I'm not committed to you, but just creating space it's that hurt. didn't need to be yeah. there in the relationship. And I understood where it was coming from. I understood why it was happening. And, but more than anything, I knew I was like, there's a greater possibility, mm-hmm. you know, and you really did the work and you like, we're like, all right, I'm going to shift this and I'm going to change this. Yeah. And my mind was blown. I'm like, where did it go? Like, that's amazing. It's really yeah. inspiring. Yeah. And I do want to speak to this really quick um, because I don't think that in a relationship that if something isn't working with your partner, that it's like, 
you need to force change on them or anything like that. Like, I don't believe in that. I think that sometimes people fall in the mindset of like, oh, they'll like, people can't change. Like they are the way that they are. And absolutely people can change key, key phrase here if they're willing to. Yeah. And so we both have the willingness to be whoever we need to be and work on ourselves yeah, so that we can bring our best to one another. Yeah. I mean, what really did it for me was like, you know, it's easy for me to be like, oh, it's this bad habit I have, or it's this pattern. But when you shared that it hurt you and when you shared that and you didn't word it this way, but what I heard was like, it gives you. It, it causes concern for our long-term compatibility yeah. Yeah. that made me be like, like, <laughs> I can't really snap. Yeah. I was like, Oh, this is like, this isn't just about me. Like this is something that hurts my partner. And guess what? When I'm being passive aggressive, I'm suffering inside because mm-hmm. passive aggressiveness comes from unaddressed hurt and not mm-hmm. owning your voice. And so I just, yeah, that that really helped me. And that helped me, you know, owning my voice more in my business, like in other areas of my life, because it's all connected. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for that. Of course. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So I would love to ask you babes to kind of wrap this up. I know we could talk all day, Yeah. which I mean, we do talk all day (laughs) to each other. Um, but you know, what advice would you give to somebody? And I know this is a really like a chunked up question, but sure, sure. what advice would you give to somebody who is clear that they want to attract the relationship of their dreams? Like, what do they get to focus on? A few things. Number one, put your relationship with yourself first, first and foremost. So I'm not saying put it at the expense of your relationship with other people. I mean, make your relationship with yourself a priority mm-hmm. because you can't quench somebody's thirst from an empty cup. And so you want to make sure that your cup is full. And the more you learn to give love to yourself, the more you're going to be able to receive from your partner when you do attract them in. And then the next thing that I was going to say is make yourself available, you know, do the things to make sure that you can, you're in the open space and whether it's like going on dates or being on dating apps, like making sure that you're available to call in your partner. Mm -hmm. And then the next thing is don't settle, like don't settle for good when you can absolutely have great, you can have extraordinary, you can attract and have your match. And also be unattached and trust the process and trust that your partner will meet you when the time's right. Mm-hmm. And that time isn't necessarily determined by you. It's determined by life. And so there is an act of surrender involved while putting yourself out there and, you know, playing your cards right so that you can attract that person into your life. Yes. I love that, babe. And what I also want to say is that you get to think, you know, while you're in the process of loving yourself and not working on the relationship with you, think about your lifestyle, like visualize the things that you're doing and how you're feeling with this partner alongside you. Because I was really clear that I wanted to attract an entrepreneur as -hmm. a partner because the lifestyle I was creating was location freedom, living in my purpose, you know, being able to make an impact. And I knew I was like, I want to be with someone who also, you know, has a love for working with people, making the world a better place. Like they have 
a lifestyle of freedom so that we can travel together mm-hmm. and we can do all those things. And never for a second did I limit myself and think, oh, but this would be hard to find. I just was like, okay, who do I need to be so that I'm a match for that? And I had someone say to me, I remember she was like, well, what if you know, it's a really great person and they happen to be in this job. And it wasn't about the job. It was about the lifestyle. And so Mm -hmm. do not hold back. Do not settle. You can have exactly what you want. And I would even gamble to say that you will have better than you could have even planned Mm. if you are open to it, if you allow that. So thank you, babe, for joining today. And I wanted um, to open up space for you to share more because I know people are going to want to be in your world and follow you. So if you could share a little bit more about how people can reach you and also just like what you do, the exciting stuff that you're creating. Yeah, of course. So I'm deeply passionate about supporting people and making their dreams a reality. Like um, I've had the honor and privilege of coaching hundreds of people over the last seven years of my coaching business. Everyone from the age of, I mean, I've you know done work with teens to a 74 year old uh, retired, you know, college professors who want to get back into it to dentists mm-hmm. and influencers and pot top podcasters, entrepreneurs, people who want to build their businesses. So I really have a deep passion when it comes to supporting people and creating alignment in their life and moving beyond their fears and their insecurities and their self-doubt and their inner blocks and really putting the essential elements in place so that they can create a life of their own design. And so the space that I'm opening up right now is I, you've seen me working on this for the past year. I'm like, how can I like build all the mindset shifts that I've coached hundreds of people on? How can I build that into an online course? And so I've created the unstoppable mindset course, which is a course that supports you with, you know, moving beyond fear, moving on self-doubt, moving beyond anxiety, and really becoming the greatest version of yourself so that you can create the impact, the income, the influence that you want to create and really the life that you want to create self-love is a huge factor. Coaching is a huge factor. Every month we do live Q and a coaching sessions. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, and you really um, are looking to grow your mindset specifically, or you're an entrepreneur, uh, go ahead and DM me at Ryan Clarkin on Instagram. And I would love to see if you are a great fit for the program or even one-on-one coaching. Yeah, Do it, do it, do it. And this will be in the show notes. So just click all the links. Thank you for being on, babe. Of course. Thanks for having me, babe. This is fun. Thanks for listening, mindful babes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hopefully this inspired you, excited you. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If this episode resonated, please, please share, tag me, DM me, let me know. And I'm so grateful for you. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Mindful Babes podcast. I hope you loved today's episode and got some takeaways from the message shared today. If anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this episode, please be generous and share it with them on your story. Tag me on Instagram at the Mindful Babe. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review on the iTunes store. Your reviews are what keeps this podcast going, and I appreciate you so very much. Have an incredible day, babe. Thank you.